John. Meryl Lee. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> what are you into? <laughs> that sounds I'm ominous. In, I'm, <laughs> I'm into free will. I'm reading that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am reading this going, what kind of. Why did you post this? Well, I thought like... I. <laughs> it's like laying down a, a line of crumbs for you. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I took to it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to read it. Mm. Well, I think it, it's, I think it's really it works in your favor. Yeah. Um, Tell me. My position on free will is that free will essentially is is your brain's conceptualization of practice and research. And your brain historically, your brain has a history and it reacts based on its history. So that's it's your brain's conceptualization of practice. Your practice becomes whatever your brain conceptualizes for you and therefore it's it's free will. There's been some, there's been some research that says that uh, there's this time delay that we've talked about Mm-hmm. so that the decision is made before you realize it's been made, therefore you don't have free will. It doesn't seem to, I mean, even when I say it, it doesn't seem to make a cold lot of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I feel compelled to say it because I'm talking to you. and and um... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right. That drives the deal, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And I mean, to that point, though, yes, of course, we are subject to our surroundings, you know, what the people around us believe, you know, what their um, their income level is, what they believe is true, how they influence us, all that stuff, you know, and what we believe is true is how we behave. So, okay, so then we don't have free will. Well, I think we're... I think that our free will is a variable based on on um, on our history of practice. It's it's what, in other words, your brain goes to school on your environment and then decides what it wants to do and then it tells you. Eh. Okay, but that's that's a cop out. No, it's not. Yeah, because, it is because we. No, because, well, hmm, well I mean, you're well, you're putting. I mean, you know, you'd have to use dualism in there to make your thing right. Because if I'm if I'm just talking about the biology of this of the decision, and I don't think you believe it. I think you believe a decision is coming from some place else, uh, and it's not just biology. Yeah, yes. consciousness. Yes. Yeah, consciousness, right. Which consciousness, of course, has never been defined because we don't know what it is. We know it's there. It's like, you know, so, you, I mean, you can't, there's no proof of concept here. The whole thing is fantastical. It's fantastical. The, um, that, that, that artist conception of you and me in the, in the flying high in the canopy this morning that I said mm-hmm. that, that fantastical thing, you know, with mm-hmm. all the things rotating around and whatever right. it is. That's, that's, I, I think that's kind of like the development of free will. Um, 
that machine is in your brain and it's developing research and whirring and buzzing and whatever it is based on your minute-to-minute existence throughout your life and your decisions are made accordingly. It's only now, if, you're, if you're living horizontal, but okay. Now what? Well, okay. <laughs> here, come, here, comes, here comes the ace, the vertical. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, all right. Continue. <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, I know, I, I know that, that I, I really want you to be right. okay (laughs) well i just can't say it (laughs) okay and why is that (laughs) well just because it's 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 um it doesn't stand the test of research you know it it doesn't i mean can you be just right because you are i mean are you are you are the i am who am i mean we've discussed that before i know i know And and that's what i was thinking about today however so this is really interesting what you said because it can't be proven it hasn't been, right? However, however, we have not had the education prior. We haven't. You know, it's like we understand that there's good and evil. We understand that there's right and wrong, but we've been under a veil. So we don't understand, like we really don't have clarity on the right and wrong. It's like, yes, we have the Ten Commandments. We know that we know we shall not kill. We understand that. We're not supposed to be coveting things. We understand that. But the day-to-day operation of the human mind, we have not had a logical map to show us what we're doing wrong. Is this called shameless self-promotion? Yeah, that's what that is. (laughs) But it's good. It's good. <laughs> so, the, so you're you're going to become you are mm-hmm. the how of free will. Then is that what what you are? You are well, you are finally the how of free will. And once we understand, you know what I mean. It's illuminated. It's kind of like look at the the grand awakening that we're experiencing right now, where everything is coming to light. We're understanding, you know, like how bad our pharmaceuticals are, how how you know what the agenda is. We're understanding our food. You know, and the chemicals that are in everything and our cleaning things and our clothes and our cosmetics and every it's it just everywhere we look, the truth is being illuminated. And once we understand, it's like, oh, my God, I will never eat at McDonald's again because mm-hmm. now you understand what's in it. So what I'm saying is that prior to now, we have not had a clear understanding of what's in it. (laughs) 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 You know, and uh, so, so we have free will. We've always had free will. It's just depending on our environment, right? We're making choices based on the other people around us. You know, what we think is right or wrong because other people are doing it. It seems to be right. And we can't pan back enough to really have discernment. Well, I mean, I think it's a valid argument. I really do. Um, and, you know, in favor of, 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 of the game, I think it's a valid argument. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, and is it a stretch to turn that into free will, to, to the definition of free will? Maybe not. Um, but, okay, so, I, I mean, free will... 
is literally how we operate in this world. What are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to be a, you know, are you, you going to go to school? You're not going to go to school. You want to be an entrepreneur? You want to go to, you know, be what in the corporate world? What do you want to do? It's just how we function, you know? I mean, I, you, uh, the, what you've written could be considered maybe the algorithm for free will, the formula. Yeah. The, yes. uh, the what, the source code. You know, we have, you have found the source code for free will. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, I think it works. I mean, I think you can play, play it that way. You, you're going to get a lot of pushback, of course, because nobody will believe that if they're, if they're working in a lab someplace, if they're working, you know, in, in, in quote unquote science. Yeah, but um, see, that's the test right there. You can't put it in a petri dish. You can't put it under a microscope. The only choice we have is to put it to the test, to become it. That's why well, you I, see the truth. Yes, I, I agree. And I think so. So if it becomes uh, a philosophy, if it becomes philosophical in that context, yeah, uh, then I think it's, but it's still a, still a branch of science. The, the nice thing about science the nice thing is about academics and science is that is that everyone is is subject to um, to criticism. I noticed that that uh, there's been some new. Um, um, I think Carlo Rovelli came up, and they're they're making bets against some of these guys who are come up up with these new ideas. The scientists themselves, the, the biggest names in current science, are betting against one another that they're wrong. That my contemporary is wrong, so you're gonna. I think you'll get pushback on that, but I think I think your point's valid. I think that I think that it's not fantastical. I think it's good. I think it's the source code. Uh, I mean, that's sort of that's uh, by calling it a source code. That's uh, that's appropriating, you know, the. A type of science into philosophy, so maybe we don't want to do that. But what's but interesting? It, but it's a new is, philosophy. It's a new philosophy. Uh, it is the game. Well, I or mean, it, it, it's a no. It's not new. There's nothing new about the game. It's it's a it's it's structured. It, it's a structure. It's a right. It's, it's a not new philosophy structure. at all. Yeah, it, it's a new structure. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, if I were to get pushback from anyone. I'm not arguing. They'll fall no, off a cliff. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not going to defend myself because it's foolish to argue with anyone or try to prove my point with somebody who has not put it to the test. Well, and I, I don't think I, I think that's valid, but I don't think you have to worry about that. I mean, that's not that's not that's not how scientists argue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if anybody's going to put it to the test, it would be someone who wants to challenge you. Yeah. You know, Please I do. mean, those are probably the those are probably would be early adopters. Yeah. You know, take, if 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 a, if a Richard Dawkins wanted to come after you or a Carlo Ravelli, they for sure would read the book first. Yeah. They might have it read to them, but they but they would they'd know it. Mm-hmm. These guys are not you know mm-hmm. light duty guys, <clears throat> but um, be that as it may or may not be, I think I think it's a valid point. I I um. Yeah, I mean it's tough to agree with you because then I don't have anything else to say. But... 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wish that more people would challenge me. You know, I wish more people, you know, everyone, everyone get the book and challenge me. Well, you're not, the thing is, is that people who, who throw brickbats at you are not challenging you. They're dismissing you. And there's a big difference. A challenge will come from, from an intellect. Sure. Uh, a dismissal will come from someone who, you know, unfortunately didn't quite get to the top rung. Right. And right. that's, you have to just put up with that. That's like slag, you know, mm-hmm. that's like bad eBay or whatever, bad Facebook. Ugh. Facebook. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. I just want to <laughs> shut down my page so bad. <laughs> you know, I must have about, uh, I don't know, probably 10 notices on the back end saying, you know, that something like I, I infringed on their copyright, something or other, and that, you know, they're going to shut down my page unless, I don't know, I put in some sort of defense or reasoning or whatever, an argument. And I'm pretty sure it's a scam. You know, it's like I'm not following anything they do. And it's like, you know what? I invite you to shut down my page, please. (laughs) (laughs) I've tried numerous times. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, and it's not that I don't love the people. I love the people. It's just the platform is ridiculous. You know, he's like, don't tell me I have thousands of followers and you're only going to show a dozen of my people my post. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's just like, and everybody's a feeding frenzy. Everybody's like, you know, so many millions of people are on this platform giving all their information, their wisdom, their family history, the pictures, everything is going on there, like their own little file cabinet that they're giving to the other side. It's like you're not, and there's only a handful of us that get to see it. Well, I, I, I think that if you society is changing, I think all of this is going to become kind of matter of fact that we're all going to become an amalgam of everything. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that that AI is going to do that to us. And I, I mean, there's going to be all sorts of things besides AI. AI is just the early adopter. But um, I think that we're going to, we, we will, re, we will evolve back into into what was first brought up, and that is phenomenology. Everything is going to become a phenomenon that we will interpret through, again, going right back to the conceptualization of who you are. You're, I, think, I think we are all going to end up being like a feeder system of information. Yeah, um, that's right. I did a whole show on that. You did. Feeders and eaters, that's right. Yep. Well, I kind of think that's what's happening. Was you... Well, yes, I I totally do. That's why I did, you know, and that was on Fireside, which they deleted all my shows. So I don't even know if I have that. You know, it was ridiculous. Isn't, it's so fun, rid- to be a, isn't it fun to be a social media truant? It's, it's, it's just terrible. You know what I mean? The whole thing. And this is why I'm creating my app so that I can do what I want to do on my platform and nobody's going to tell me otherwise. And the people who come to my app are going to see me or, you know, and get whatever value I give on there Yeah. so that nobody's the gatekeeper, you know, keeping it away from everyone. Yeah. 
My only hesitation is that on this platform, it's been great. It's been really great so far, like just building it. But my hesitation is, did I read the fine print? Does it, does my material become their material now? You know, and are they feeding my material into AI? Because in creating this app, they have an AI assisted uh, you know, like content creators so that if you don't know what to say and you don't just put in there, what do I say? And it'll write it for you. Mm -hmm. And I don't. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of like everywhere now. I, I noticed right. on eBay, on eBay uh, you just have to put in what you're doing and you get a paragraph of what, totally. what you just did. I'm spending more time erasing the AI definition than I am putting in the, the material. You uh, know, I, I wonder though, <laughs> you know, let's try to find the good in this. Let's try to find the truth. In our fear about AI, right? What if it's really a good thing because what we're doing is getting used to the idea of all the mundane things that, you know, humanity does not want to do anymore is going to be taken care of so that we, the people, can relax, actually enjoy our life. I think that's fantastical. Um, speaking of my new word for today, fantastical. <laughs> uh, but mm -hmm. uh, um, I think that because of the way we're constructed as beings, I think that leads down the wrong path. To the yeah. extent that you take away from people's activity, they become less and less inclined to be effective. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think they need. I think they need the pressure. They need the pressure. Otherwise, your brain goes bad. And um, you know what? I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily disagree, but I'm not sure. And the reason why is because you know, for the last three years, we've been locked down this damn COVID thing, and it forced people to stop. And what happened was a lot of people started enjoying their life. You know, it's like, wait a minute. I like not working. I like being able to piddle around and be in my garden and be with my family and my pets and create and paint and read. I like all this. You know, we, we were able to just find ourselves and then, you know, do what we want to do. For I wonder, creators. I wonder if it, so does that then, add or subtract from American exceptionalism. Um, what is exceptional in that context? You know, American exceptionalism is sort of tied to, to inventive industry, faster cars, better appliances, that kind of stuff. Convenience, right? So everything, you know, if we, if we um, take a huge leap forward, like huge with our transportation and the way um, we get our food, you know, the way we spend our day, the hour, all that stuff, huge leap forward literally gives us <laughs> the time freedom, you know, and the abundance, our birthright to do the things we want to do without having to covet, without having to struggle, without having to, you know, scam people, just happy, content. Should in that frame, then, should the education system of the United States or of the world, for that matter, be be completely revamped? Oh, yeah. Um, I, th I believe that's what we're going through right now. And it'll be revealed to us. Sure. So 
the the coveted university system as we know it will simply cease to exist. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. Okay, that's a hope. It's a hope because it, remember, like when we go back to um, you know, where's Waldo? Right. Each one of right. So we're trying to find ourselves within all the fillers. So for us to try to convert the fillers, well, that's exhausting and it's a dead end. We can't do that. We we literally have to commit to ourselves. Well, doesn't that sort of destroy the social order? A little no, bit. it elevates it. Because the social order has been created by navigating through the fillers. The chaos, the problems. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just picked up a copy of uh, the Trials of, of Academy. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the titles here. The, um, the uh, a short history of the rise of academic deference. Um, academic deference by the Supreme Court of the United States that. That was the um, Alamonasary Society. I think it's the Alamonasary. Is how you say that? Okay. Alamonasary. Um, anyway, that's the um, that's any organization that is sort of exempt from the arm of the Supreme Court. The the, the ultimate law leaves academics up, up alone. They're like they're separate thing. All right. Mm-hmm. So they are free under the First Amendment to say and do whatever they want because that's considered education in its finest format. Um, the rise of academic deference is not is not old. It's relatively new in terms of, you know, decades of time. But should, so then my next question would be, should government defer to academics the way it has historically done? Should government stay out of education or should it get in? Out. In your opinion, it should get out. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what academic deference is about. I think that the government should stay completely away from education. Mm-hmm. Um, how about banned books? Should there be banned books? Well, banned books. If if we are to ban books, it means that they are subject to someone's opinion. Right. 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 And so if someone is operating by their ego and it offends them, then they would ban it. For example, my book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there have been people who would ban it because of because of what it offers, you know, and it seems to, you know, um, rival the Bible. Mm-hmm. People and people don't like that. So they think you're a heretic? You're a, you're a uh, whatever, yeah. Well, you're not. I know that, of course, and and, and any sense knows that. So, uh, okay. So, of course, from a marketing standpoint, that might be the best thing could possibly happen to your book is to have it banned. Therefore, it becomes desirable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Well, you know, we'll we'll have to see how this is going. You know, and that that's really the beauty of it, because my readers, 
you know, those who are actually diving into it going, you know, have the same response, obviously, as you. And but there are others, too, who love it and hate it. And they it's almost like an addiction, but they don't like what they see. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it depends on how you want to view yourself. It really is a big time look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's kind That's of like exactly you should. What it is. Yeah, the inside back cover should be a mirror so you can open it up and look at yourself every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, at first, the idea of it, I don't know, people don't want to see themselves or maybe they think they know themselves. You know, they've done enough shadow work or whatever it is they, they've done. And that's fine, but still you'd have to ask yourself, then why are you denying it? Mm-hmm. Right? How about um, pure curiosity would say, well, you know, I feel like I've done a lot of work on myself, a lot of personal development. So what's in that book? If you've if you've elevated to the to the uh, idea of that, I am healed or I know myself or I've loved myself or whatever it is, curiosity would would um, attract you to it because you'd be like, well, I need to test what this thing is all about. I wonder if they. I wonder if a divinity school would pick your book up as a textbook, uh, like um, whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. University of This and That God. I think they would. Well, I mean, there's nothing in it that's. I don't think it's. It's, it's not blasphemous, is it? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's just. Um, again, it rivals the Bible. So, you know, what are they going to do? Yeah. Right. And it's a companion. It doesn't rival. It's a companion is what it really is. Could you call it cliff notes to the Bible? Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, the Bible for dummies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me see. Um, I just had to be looking at Chromebook for the dummies here. I'm holding a copy. Yeah. I'm learning made easy. Um, I just acquired a Chromebook. Well, that's among other things. And you know, oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Um, Not for me, but I've got I one. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't even understand it. Yeah. Um, do you have a Chromebook? Is that what you use? I have Apple everything. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. I have I have a Surface Pro. An iMac. Yeah, yeah. I have I've Surface Apple. Pro and Apple. Yeah, I have Apple. I have Apple. I have all yeah. computers. Everything is Apple. Do you have any oranges? Do you have any oranges or pears? <laughs> I tried to have like just a, a regular computer. I call them regular. I can't figure it out. <laughs> like I don't know what to do on this thing. You mean like like a Windows machine? Yeah. Like a, yeah, yeah a Windows it's just machine? not intuitive. Yeah, it's complicated. Me. All right, I was spent. I was up almost all night with with utilities trying to get my Surface Pro to come back to say. But you know, I've had this Surface Pro for almost nineteen years. You know, it's um, oh god. But I was up all night working with it. Wow. And um, I got it. I put. It, I brought it back around. It was. It was. I was thrilled. Actually, I was thrilled. Yeah, Good. But I could do that. Good. I could. I just went through. A, I went through a utilities hunt until I got the thing to. It kept choking and choking and choking, and then it just kept bitter and better and better. And I thought, gosh, you know, that's it's great. Not that bad. I got it done. Good. But 
Um, Our mind is something. I think that I think that the um, uh, in the in the in the um, in the master's program at various secular universities, they have courses called four-year improvement. Yeah. In various editions, you know, the FYI books, the four-year improvement, okay. where you take these if you're going into social sciences. And uh, they have categories like informing and motivation, learning on the fly, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes the problem is understanding the complexity of organizations goes on. And there's all sorts of categories. Um, that's why I was thinking that, that you, um, you're, you're a perfect thing for, for managers and mentors and, you know, feedback yeah, people. Sure. Fe- all those feedback people. I mean, yeah. gosh. psychologists, counselors, mm-hmm. yeah. mentors. Yep. All of them. Teachers. That's why, you know, when they say, well, you know, you've got to have a niche, you got to have a niche. You can't, it can't be for everyone. It has to be for someone and just narrow it down. It's like, you don't understand. Love is for everyone. <laughs> it's for, just apply it to what you do. And that's proof positive. We don't understand what it is. I wonder if um, well, you see the problem is, and I think I think this is where you would rebel right off the bat, is that if you if you start to go on the hunt for a for a uh, you know a Quigglemeyer or a Lohmanmeyer or a Bingleberry or whoever it is academic publisher um, that would be doing this kind of improvement book. I think you'd then be subject to all kinds of the architecture of their industry. Uh, and one of the things that's so beautiful about your book is it's just not, it's not there. Um, you don't subject yourself to the architecture of anybody's industry or anybody else's stuff. Mm-mm. It's like, it's like the elevated word. Yeah. And um, uh, again, again, you know, it narrows the path. It narrows your path down and down and down. But the path is so clean and bright that um, it works. So I guess what I'm saying then is that you're going to go organically. Because uh, every time I try and figure out a way to accelerate the game, I come up against the corporate firewall of, well, yes, if you do it this way, or yes, we do that, or let us right. redesign your cover, or let us let us write real let's rewrite your forward or let us whatever it is you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um so no. and the answer is no <laughs> i know no I, know. I was thinking about um you know how people want to uh change the world right you want to add something to the world so you can change the world and if you <laughs> Go back to the story of, you know, God saying, you know, bring me, bring me some people, bring me five, bring me a few. Who can I save here? Who? Just bring me. Well, that's where I made my commitment. I'm the one. I made the commitment, you know. So did you bring yourself to the meeting? What I'm saying is that. Yeah, right. There's the one. That's the commitment. Yeah. So if there's one 
person on this earth who has committed to doing my will, then I'll save them all. And that's where I said, let it be me. And so in that commitment, it's not about, you know, popularity. It's not about money. It's not about anything other than the fact of, let it be me. And then nobody, nobody really needs to know that there was the one. You know, and everything, everything that's, that's kind going of, on. Yeah, there, and that's kind of a private assessment yes. of you, between you and the universe. That's right. It's a you covenant. Know? That's right. So if there's, um, of course, I believe in, you know, I believe in frequency stuff. So um, <clears throat> I think that, um, I think, you know, does that mean that you're in superposition with God? I mean, that's kind of an oversimplification, but, but uh, does that, I think that you're, you could probably make that claim that you are in superposition with a higher order. That's are you the resonating promise. somehow? Absolutely. Yeah. That is the yeah. promise. And that's where we get back to, um, well, we were talking about I am who I am. And, and yeah. you know, that's been changed. In the Bible, it says, depending on where you read it, it'll say, um, God says, I am who I am. And it's like, it's not who. It's that. And the manipulation of the words in the Bible have really taken away our power. And you have to understand how to read it. And it matters. Words matter. So when I say I am who I am, right? Well, it's like I'm showing up and I'm just telling you that I am who I am. And people, it's easy to say that because you're claiming who you are. You know, your individuality. This is who I am. No, that's not it. I am that I am. Meaning that I am my father. I am showing up as I am. As God. I am that I am. So when I'm coming to deliver a message, I'm speaking from a higher order. That's why it's so important to understand that they changed it from that to who. Who is small. Does that, do you then, does your existence then preclude anyone else from playing? From playing? Mm-hmm. From, mm-hmm. Who, else gets to, who else gets to play in the higher order besides you? Everyone. Mm-hmm. That's our free will. Mm-hmm. That's uh-huh. our free will. Yeah, that's what I'm inviting everybody to do. Own your power, and here's the way. So what you're doing, you're kicking down the door then, right? Yeah, I guess sort you of. put it that way. Yeah, yeah I mean, it is a little bit too, uh, I mean, you too know. that's a guy thing, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> but it's an invitation, you know, to to understand the individual power that we all have. And to not embrace it is literally to serve the other side. you got to ask yourself, well, which are you? Are you a child of God? Are you one of Satan's minions? Because by default, 
if you're not a child of God, there's no other choice. You are so being is that, does that kind of does that make you like four sides of the sandbox? Have you got are you are you've got all the sand, and you're giving it out, or are you inviting people into the sandbox? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, well, I mean, you know, like it's the sandbox is a kind of a, you know, a, a symbol of, of you get to play in my sandbox or you don't get to play in my sandbox, you know? No, because I see it as being limiting. You know what I mean? Like a cult. Like you either do it my way or no way. And it's not that. It's absolutely freeing. It's it's giving you your whole life. It's a gift. It's It's literally giving you the freedom to elevate and to experience the life that you actually want all your dreams the gifts that god has for you it's it's not about me it's about saying yes i want this yeah it's part of the nakedness of truth you're the naked deity yeah yeah and and here's the thing when people go no I mean, it's, I mean, I understand, I already understand that, I get that, and I've done a lot of work, it's just dismiss, 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 because we can't be held accountable, it's too hard. Well, but I think you're unfolding slowly, aren't you? Me? What do you mean? Yeah. Or just the person who's playing, what do you mean? Well, I think, I think just your, the, the concept of you is unfolding slowly uh, within society, is it not? Aren't you... I mean, you're known by more and more people. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you and I have these conversations, which lead to you being known by more and more people. Um, I think yeah. that's just a normal process. Yeah, but to your point, I mean, I don't know, some time ago, it's like, you know, all of a sudden I become a science project. <laughs> you know, and people are analyzing me. And I'm like, no, that's not it. <laughs> I mean, well, I but, guess. But, but people, I mean, they, they can only work within the framework of what they're accustomed to, you know. Right, right. Uh, if, you know, unskilled people who would be seeing you, they would be seeing you in a narrow, sort of tactical, cautious environment because they wouldn't have a lot of skill to do it any other way. They'd have to come in very narrowly, you know. Um, if they're skilled people, they'd see you as a unique approach. Uh like adding to their skill as opposed to we're not skilled, so we don't know what to do with you, or I'm skilled and therefore you're unique and novel. I like that. Or if I'm overskilled, then you become a lab experiment. So where do you want to hit those targets? Okay. So we go back to the five gates, you know, gate number three. Right. And it, right. My favorite, and it, my favorite gate. right and so i can identify and we can all identify if you're reading the book where that person lies where are you on that elevation of intelligence now are you too smart for your own good because now if we go to you know this person who is highly intelligent right Highly intelligent, now we go over to the rules. They're going to expose exactly who they are by the things that they say. In which case, (laughs) once you identify your player, you're not going to give it any energy. 
because you know they're only out to hurt you. They're not out to to befriend you, you know, to champion you. They're literally out to hurt you. I think you have to make a definition. I think you have to separate highly educated and highly intelligent. I think they're. I really don't think they they run necessarily together. I think highly educated. Um, because Did you read it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. Well, I think I think if you're highly educated, I think I think high intelligence can be in any level. Yes. Any level. It's it's the it's that's all I'm saying. Okay, okay, are, okay. Those two are separated. So to that point, if when we read gate number three, and I'm talking about uneducated, educated, highly educated, self-educated, and enlightened, okay, we're we're speaking in terms of love. So in society, you know, it is natural for us to, to put ourselves or identify ourselves if, let's say, we didn't graduate from high school, if we didn't go on to college. It's not necessarily that. It's consciousness. So this is where, you know, um, educated and intelligence, like what you're saying, is true. You can be very so, intelligent, but not so, educated. So when does enlightenment start then? Enlightenment starts when you've eliminated the rules and you're playing with just your pieces. All right. That's, that is the goal. So as you're going through it, you're, you're trying to get all the way to gate number five and elevate to enlightenment. So you're spiritually enlightened. Fifth gate and then the highest level in intelligence. Right. Right. And until we understand, you know, the goal, we don't know the target. We, we just don't know it. We're doing the best that we can. We're, you know, taking information, you know, from different sources. And like I said, we have post notes all over the place. We're trying to do good. In the meantime, you know, in between the post-it notes and walking out the door and going to Costco, you're trying to be a good person. But without understanding the target, it's really hard to elevate. I think people that are caught in the past who I think people who are caught in the past would not want to read your book. Yeah. I think people that are curious would want to read it. Well, because the past is the Bible. Um, The past is religion. The past is control. The past is iconic, um, you know, amulets and and dogmas and, and thou shalt this and thou shalt that. And, um, those are the knots. I th- I think you know yours is yours is a practicum. Um, the back the the back the people in the past were restrained, mm-hmm. um, and I think you are sort of a focused problem solver instead. Um, right. I think there's a big difference there. Right. Um, so, mm-hmm. and to your point about, you know, the past and, you know, reverting to the Bible. I, I mean, I'm not opposed to the Bible. I want people to read the Bible. My Bible is all loved up. Highlights, stickies, whatever. I, you know, that's, 
the basis of all of it because it's love. But I want to know what God was because you can't know God. You can't have a relationship with God unless you understand what love is. You have to know what love is. That's why Jesus says you can't get to the Father unless you go through me. And he was the manifestation of love. So it's not just um, it's not just believing in Jesus. It's not believing in the Trinity. It's not showing up to church on Sunday. It's not about being religious. It's about understanding what love is and then becoming it. Then you get to the Father. I was eavesdropping on a wonderful conversation between Che Guevara and Jesus Christ this morning. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, it was really interesting. Um, and? Well, it's just about the cyclical nature of of, um, of uh, oppression, and how you know Che Guevara was chased by the CIA, and first of all, Castro ex exiled him to to South America, and then he ends up in Bolivia, and the CIA chases him down and kills him. Um, and I was thinking, you know, in, in the in the Christ thing, essentially, that's the same kind of exile away, chased and killed. Um, it's becoming cyclical about people that become uh, seers get rebuffed by by uh, convention and then eventually eliminated mm -hmm. because they are making too big of a mess. You know, they're they're changing the order, and the order mm -hmm. doesn't like to get changed. Right. Um, right. The order of control in this yeah. realm. That's right. So yeah. luckily, we're in the age of Aquarius, and we are promised peace and prosperity. So in that, you know, we elevate to safety and um, comfort, security, knowing that we're all going to be good. We're all going to be good. It's okay. I think, the, well, I think that in, in antiquity, the greatest example is the burning of the Library of Alexandria in Greece which caused people to run to Egypt. Um, high levels of intelligence get removed. It's uh, the dullards that somehow tend to kill things. I don't know what, why that is. Um, it has to be an, of lower intelligence to kill. It has to. It just goes hand in hand. Because I suppose it's, so. It's, Yes, yeah. the act of violence means I'm out of control. I don't know how to control you in a respectable manner with honor. So therefore, I have to revert to violence. You know, and I mean, you can look at households. It's the same thing. I don't know how to behave, so I'm going to act out against you. Well... Yeah, I mean, the acting out doesn't deliver consistent results, that's for sure. There has to be more to it. There's got to be education in the in the conversation. There has to be defined, some kind of defined practice, I guess, uh, to to make sense out of that. Um, what do you mean, in the household? Well, in the household, I mean, it's, browbeating doesn't work no matter where you are. No matter where you are. Um, and physical abuse doesn't work either. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's um, we know it doesn't work but the reason why it's happening is because 
We, we are in a system of control and all we know is control. And so when we need to control something, we become a brute and we, if we bang down the doors. Are we qualified really as a, as a, as a species, do you think? Let's just talk about this in terms of relationships, society and relationships, not about the physiology of how you're put together, but are, are we qualified uh, to hold ourselves out to be as wonderful as we are right? as a species, not so much you and me, but as a species? Are we, are we kind of puffing ourselves up? Maybe we're not as, yeah, maybe we're not as, really as good as we think. Well, I, I believe that um, it's a gift to be of the higher order. It's a gift to be able to do what we do, you know, to be able to create because we create things. You know, we've been given that gift and we're here in likeness. So that's a gift. However, I think that, you know, the ego side of us, because we think we're all that, is quite ignorant to the rest of the world, meaning nature, you know, animals, the intelligence that lives among us. You know, so we're you, arrogant. So, okay, so if, so if you're arrogant, if you're intelligent slash arrogant, and you don't relate to the less creative crowd, aren't you bifurcating society for all the wrong reasons? Aren't you? Bifurcating society. Yeah. Are you? Uh, in other words, if you don't relate to lesser souls, then what's happening to them? I'm not saying you, the who's first the, person here. Who's, if a person, okay. who's the lesser soul, though? Is it like animals and things, or are we talking about other humans? No, no, no. Other humans, unskilled, oh, okay. unskilled versus skilled. Okay. Let's use skill mm-hmm. as the as the common denominator. Unskilled versus skilled. Unskilled. Will be will be uninteresting and boring, and skilled will be fascinating and exciting. So no, 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 Mm-mm. no, because it's not it's not about that. It's about love. Who is who is attuned to love? It doesn't matter if you're skilled or unskilled. It doesn't matter if you're making a million dollars or you're poor. Who's aligned? If there's a bifurcation, it's that. So you're able to, I mean, you're effectively taking uh, status and money completely out of the equation entirely. Yeah. I mean, you have have just swept the money changers right out of the temple. Kaboom. They're gone. Right. (laughs) 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 Because this is nothing. It says absolutely nothing. You know, I mean, we can go out there and have a lot of money, make a lot of money, and that's all fine and good. But in the end... You know, how did we do it? Well, you have, you know, I'm sorry. We've got a lot of people out there pretending to be more than they are. Because if you put an image out there, you can program the minds of your audience to believe that you're doing better than you are. And therefore, you manifest what others believe is true. Yeah, but you can watch that in the rut of, of birds. During the mating season, you know, they, the males puff themselves all up and strut around, you know, to try and figure out how to catch a female, okay. catch her attention. But that's procreation. What? That's not money. No, it's puffery. It's, it's, I'm more than I am. Come look at me. 
Right. But it's, but it's different because it's attraction, right. To procreate, Mm -hmm. but humanity isn't trying to procreate. It's trying to create money by puffing up. You know, I'm going to take a picture of myself in a jet, pretend I have one so that you think that I have a lot of money or a lot of influence. You know, I'm going to take a picture next to a Rolls Royce. So you understand that I know how to manifest. You know, there's, there's just so much fakery out there. It's not even funny. And why? We're selling our souls for money. So, but I mean, those, are, that's, those are hypothetical. I mean, you're, you're, you're hypothecating outright lies. I'm talking about people that are not lying, but just simply hedging um, to, hedging. to their advantage, hedging to their advantage. Um, what does that mean exactly? Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a skill set. Um, uh, maybe, I mean, maybe it's the least said, the least mended or something. Maybe you don't necessarily tell correct people when they have a bad, a wrong impression of who you are or may, whatever. In other words, you, that's right. You are allowing yourself to be elevated by some other process. Correct. Are you in, you know, do you have an obligation to tell the truth or can you just simply be quiet in terms of commerce, in terms of, you know, I have the, I have the biggest store in, you know, if, if a Safeway store is twenty is 25,000 square feet and someone says you have a grocery store, if their assumption is grocery stores are 25,000 square feet and yours is only 700 square feet, are you obligated to tell them that you don't have a Safeway store? I mean, you know, I, does that make any sense? I don't know. It's um... Okay, so, so what you're talking about there is um, a couple of different things. So one of them is when we're using what we have, uh, the images to create an image in somebody else's mind, like I'm all that. And this is why you need to buy in, right? Mm-hmm. We're headed on the path of um, it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God, because it's the way we're going about getting the money. Now, or, or the influence or the power, whatever it is. I mean, money is a common denominator, I guess, there. So when <clears> throat> you throat> have yeah. more, this is, this is where, you know, when people say that um, money talks and, and wealth whispers, it's because that no, there's... No, that's not, that's not how you say it. I say money talks and bullshit walks. That's how I see it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a different meaning. <laughs> that's a different meaning altogether okay so but wealth whispers um and, and you can be humble in it you could have a lot but understand that everything that you have has come from god everything that you have and so that in that you just want to give more you want it's like in your gratitude and these are all your virtues in your gratitude for all that you have you want to give more and you're not flaunting all that you have to make others feel less than or to have them buy into you. Humility says, I, I, I am just grateful for what I have and I'm not going to go out there and abuse it to my advantage. So if you're unskilled, then you would tend to not share your shortcomings with someone else 
And if you're skilled, that is wealthy, you wouldn't care, so you would, because you've got the you've got the chock a block power behind you. Again, it depends on how you got there. It depends. It depends on how you got there. How did you make all your money? Who? Well, all right. Is there, in terms of being open to criticism, who is who would not be open to criticism? Oh, it's. A poor person or a wealthy person? Who would not be open to criticism? I guess a double negative, isn't it? Um, I guess oh. I'll say so. A wealthy person can can stand the gaff of criticism more than a non-wealthy person, or does it just fly off the non-wealthy person's back? They don't right. even know what it's about. No. So, okay. Again, that depends on who we are internally. So the wealthy person doesn't care what the sheep have to say. They don't, all that stuff flies because, you know, it's like you can say whatever you want as I drive by in my rolls. I don't care. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the non-wealthy person may be more subject to the opinions of others because in society they don't have any value. And so that insecurity within themselves, it hurts and you're subject to all that pain. Does wealth then draw high intelligence from the outside? If someone is extremely wealthy, does that person tend to become a, become magnetized to high intelligence? No. What does high intelligence want from wealth then? If I if I have a very wealthy friend and I'm highly intelligent, in other words, if my very wealthy friend is not as intelligent as I am. But he's very wealthy. Mm -hmm. And I am not very wealthy, but I'm highly intelligent. Mm -hmm. What what's the dynamic between those two, do you think? The dynamic meaning why is the highly intelligent not wealthy? Yeah. Or just the friendship? What do you mean? Well, I think maybe both. I mean, that's a good question. You know, you can expand on that. Okay. Well, first of all, highly intelligent will probably have a lot of money. Highly intelligent people, you know, are typically educated. You know, they've gone to school. They've gotten degrees past their bachelor's. You know, they've gotten on and they've studied and they have, um, you know, value that, that uh, hangs on the wall. Right? No, no, highly, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. They're highly that. intelligent. I don't care. No. I think highly intelligent people could be just the reverse. I think they could be dead broke because they're so they're so dithering in their intelligence that they don't know how to make money. Okay, I don't disagree with that. But my point was that those highly intelligent people that I'm talking about fit into the corporate society. Anyway, so they would be making money. That's it. Now the entrepreneur, you know, the the rich friend. I guess, you know, what do they have in common? Well, it depends. It, de it depends on the five gates. Where are they at? It's, it's a moral, it's a moral question. So they both have to go, they both have to find a way to the five gates. Okay. Everybody is. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. 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 But just to keep it. it simple, Heather, the poor man, rich man situation, from your perspective, poor man, rich man doesn't change the dynamic of what you're, what you're about, does it? Doesn't no, change the at all. Mm -mm. So, 
that broadens your market and narrows your your um, share. Ah, interesting. Okay. Mm. All right. <laughs> So as far as, and again, to your point about being highly intelligent, there are a lot of highly intelligent people, but you know what? They're not necessarily educated. They didn't go to school and they don't have the degrees, but they're highly intelligent. Sure. They just say they have unused capacity or whatever, or they're, or they're self-taught or, you know, God knows what. Um, they're, uh, they're observers. I've, I've, I'm no... I know people like that. We all do, of course. But I know people like that that you could put me away in a minute in, in, what, they're, in what they're good at. Yeah. Um, you know, they have a nickel's worth of school under their belt. Because, you right, know. school is teaching us what they want us to learn, not what is important to learn. Whoa, that's a diamond. <laughs> God. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, yeah. let's just throw a bomb in there and blow that sucker up right now. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> well, let's face it. When you come out of school, you don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, they're not teaching you how to run a business. They're not teaching you anything. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a, that's a subject for an entire hour right there. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, and uh, you know, when we understand how to operate ourselves – that's when you elevate in your consciousness, not in your intelligence, I guess. It's knowledge or wisdom. Make sense? So, if I know that if a shark is swimming at me, if I bang him on the nose, I buy myself some time. Does that make me intelligent or skilled? Reactive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I am that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, it's uh, survival. <laughs> just, you just don't know. I you know. And uh, but to the point, though, I mean, if you're going to hit him on the nose, you've watched probably some videos saying, you know, this is what you do if a shark comes up to you. Right. This is what you do. You don't swim away because they don't understand that you're not, you know, you're not food. Right. You don't want to always you don't you never want to run from a chaser. Right, right. Run. <laughs> never run from a big cat. Never. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and that is our, you know, our natural instinct is being, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah. Bad idea. Speaking Which, of out of here, we're over the hour. Oh, shoot. Okay. Uh, it's been a great, a great morning. Yes. Yes, it has. It's always it a great continue. morning. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I'll see you. Bye. Bye.